thanks for talking with us today, Carol. Can you tell everyone? Can you tell everyone when you lived in Dana? Well, I was in Dana two times. So I lived there with my parents from I was about seventy one to seventy four, so grades two, three, and four. Um, and then we, my father retired. We moved to Humboldt, and then I came back for the summers of eighty two, eighty three, and eighty four as a lifeguard instructor. Um, at the pool there, and the last summer in 84, actually, they allowed me to live on the base in the barracks, so I spent the whole summer there. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> what were your um, parents' names? What did they do, and did you have other family members there? Sure. Um, my dad was Master Corporal Douglas Youngman. He was, um, I think, considered an MSE op, so he was a mechanic. Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I had an older brother um, by the name of Dave. Do you remember what street you lived on? Yes, I lived on Real Street. Um, so when you came right up the, the main street, I think it was Middleton, um, right at the very top, you could just like keep going and drive into our carports. So we were right on the corner of that, that street right there. Oh, yes, I lived on Middleton Street. I remember that street. Oh, did you? Well, you know what's funny is I didn't realize, I was, I listened to some of your past podcasts, and I didn't realize that all the streets were named after um, uh, people from the Battle of, or Battle of the Tosh. So Middleton, Big Bear, and Real were all, were all people who were involved in that, uh, that Battle of the Tosh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> and how was it like living in the barracks? Um, it was fine. It was just, it was kind of like living in a hotel. You just had your room, and then um, you go across to the mess and eat your food, and yeah, and then go to work. And so it was good. I, I mean, of course, we met a lot of nice people when I was there. So yeah, it was great. Would you have been at the school then there as well, your first time around? Yeah, grades two, three, and four. Do you remember your teachers? I don't remember my grade two teacher. I think my grade three teacher was like Mrs. Pace or Mrs. Toes or something like that. Um, I don't remember the name of my grade four teacher, but I do remember that she always brought her guitar to school, so we sang a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a big, big fan of Elvis Presley, and I think she actually went to a concert while she was a teacher there. Because so, I remember her coming back and telling us all about her, uh, her concert experience. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, did you want to share with people your favorite memories or just any memories of when you lived in Dana with your family, either the first time or the second time around? I just, I don't have any specific memories, I feel like. I just remember what a great place it was to grow up in mm -hmm. um, as a child. Like, in Mother Nature was like our playground. Like, I know they had a playground on the base, but I don't think... We ever really went to it or played on it a lot. We were so busy out in the the forest that like surrounded us that you know playing hide and seek and all these things outside and that's what I remember the most is just always being outside and always having these adventures. And I mean that huge ski hill. Um, yes. And behind there, oh God, I used to love that. We used to go like almost every day. I feel like, and then if you didn't, kids that didn't have a sled, you just go down on our boots like standing up just 
racing down to the bottom. I don't know how anybody didn't get seriously hurt, but (laughs) (laughs) it was so much fun. And I remember, too, um, I mean, there was a skating rink there, but we used to go skating on the pond, the one that was sort of just south of the the school. Uh And I remember I'd just say to my mom, I said, Mom, I'm going to the pond and going skating. And then we just skate on the pond, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And then, you know, flying the kite by the school there, just there was that sort of valley um, we just sit on the hill and just, you know, fly our kites all day long. And, you know, I remember springtime, I'd always run up to the, the trees that were on the, I think it was the west side of the school, because that's where all the crocuses would grow. Um, and you could go in the spring and you could watch, you could see all the crocuses that it was blooming. And that was always so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I remember spending most of my childhood outside. Yeah, and the one thing, we didn't have fences, like we didn't have backyards. You walked out of your house and the whole base was like your yard. Because um, there was no there was no boundaries as to where you could, could and couldn't go. Yeah. It's not like nowadays where every house has a fence and a backyard and, you know, kids don't wander the streets alone. And, you know, also it was just, you know, summertime was the best because the sun would set like at 10 o'clock and it was like, wow, I get to play till 10 o'clock at night because I never had to come home until the sun set. Yes. Yeah. Do you think your mom and dad and um, brother liked it there as well? Um, I know my brother liked it there because yeah. um, my parents bought him a, they were called mini bikes at the time. So he used to ride his mini bike all the time. Like, <laughs> that was his favorite. Because then when we moved, he, I think they sold the mini bike because there really wasn't anywhere that he could ride it like it yeah. was there. So, yeah, I know that he, I'm sure he liked it. Yeah. And I mean, military life, my, my parents were content. They had their friends, yeah. um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think they enjoyed it as much as I did, I hope. <laughs> who, who are some names that you remember from then, either your parents, friends, or your friends? Do you remember any names? Or? I do remember my dad had a good friend, and I can't remember his first name, if it was Russ or Mike, but it was Rostoka with his last name. And I remember my dad used to hang out with him a lot, and he used to come over to the house a lot, and I don't remember, I don't remember a lot of the kids' names. I know, the only one I remember, um, Charlene Brown, she was my next-door neighbor and best friend. Mm-hmm. And then um, Darcy White. I remember Darcy White because he had the reddest hair in, in the whole world. Um, <laughs> and I I ran into him again the second time I was in Dana because he was on his second time there as well. So it's kind of uh, kind of wild that I ran into him two yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the second time I was there. I um there was a couple on the base. Uh, Jack and Val Logo. I taught their kids, Chris and Mason, uh, swimming lessons, and um, I, I developed a, a, a good friendship with Val when I was there. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Are you still in touch with anyone from Dana? Um, I'm still in touch with Beth. Um, she's not the only one. Okay. Um, back then, when you left places, you did, it wasn't like today. You didn't have Facebook, you didn't have Instagram, you didn't have texting. Like, it was very hard to keep in touch with people. You either, you know, have to write them a letter or phone them long distance and it costed money. So, you know, unfortunately, things tend, you tend to, to lose that connection with a lot of people mm-hmm. um, at that time when I was, you know, traveling around. Yeah. When you were a lifeguard at the school, did it have the cover over the pool then or was it no cover? 
when I was the lifeguard, it had a cover. But when I was growing up and I took my own singing lessons there, there was no cover. Um, but when I was there, they had covered it up. Yeah, because yeah, I can remember we spent our, our, our summers at the school, too. We were always there, and I used to come out so dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because we never, I mean, at that time, they really didn't wear sunscreen and such, right? So, um, and then when they had the cover on, I guess it was, it was good for the kids because they got to cover up and they didn't have such a exposure to the sun. Yeah. Was you lifeguard by yourself or was there always someone else on your shift? No, it was just me. Um, in the, the first two summers, um, I did, I worked like from like nine to five. I did so many lessons in the morning and then I would do the um, lifeguard uh, in the afternoon and then I would go home. Uh, in the third year, when I stayed there, the reason they let me stay is because they needed me, like, from, like, the whole day. So I'd teach a three lessons in the morning, lifeguard in the afternoon, and lifeguard in the evening again. So I was, like, a one-man show at that time. Well, you might have been one of the people who taught me swim lessons and then gave out those little badges, the yellow, yeah. orange, <laughs> and red yeah, ones. Yeah, yellow, orange, yeah. They were all color-coded based on on your level yeah so you teach so many of us on base i know (laughs) and that was such a wonderful thing to do because all the kids were so um what's the word i'm looking for grateful like at the end of the year when you give them the record card passes sale they were always so like they would hug you and they would give you like they got you little gifts and they were just so appreciative of the time and effort you spent with them and that was that was very kind as well yeah, I still have my badges and the little report card with all the writing on it, yeah. You should look at who signed it. I should. Maybe I signed it. I know. <laughs> when, what, what summer were you there? What, what years were you there? We were there till about 84-ish, I think. I bet you I did. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you should look at your little report card and see. Yeah. Maybe who, what the name on it is. It could be me. <laughs> did you have um, a, so a curriculum you had to follow? Like to give us swim lessons, or you could. Um, so you mean, did you have to pass certain things in order to pass your level, or did I have to? Yeah, did you? Special? Yeah, like how did you? Um, how did you teach us to swim? Did you have to follow something, or? Okay, yeah, they have like a curriculum. Oh, they do. So okay. I went to yeah, and I I was I went to it's not really school, but I was trained to um, how to teach children to swim so certain oh, okay. exercises that you do with them to start and then I saw there was a curriculum so um, you know we went through the, the, the swimming lessons and then the last day I don't know if you remember you would have the test and the test would be all the things that you learned and then I would sit there with my clipboard and check off everything that you could that you did and make sure that you know you were strong in doing those those activities and if you weren't then you passed if you didn't pass all the curriculum then um, even if you got one wrong or didn't pass one then you couldn't pass the lesson and go on to the next level so okay. that's kind of how it worked okay i just remember putting my having to put my face in the water for the first time <laughs> <laughs> you hated it right yeah <laughs> yeah and then once you did it for a while it was fine <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah do you remember the first time you opened your eyes underwater Hmm. I remember wearing goggles, I think, but not opening my eyes. So no. Oh, okay. That's that's, that's a big step. I remember. Yeah, 
That's the big step. I remember that the first time I opened my eyes underwater. It was like, wow. And <laughs> so, didn't yeah. we used to have to retrieve things on the bottom? Bottom, yeah. You had to go down and get things on the bottom. You'd have to do things like, oh, what were some of the things you'd have to do? Um, you'd have to be able to swim a certain amount of lakes without stopping. Uh, you'd be to, at certain levels, you would have to retrieve things from the bottom. Certain levels, you'd have to be able to, um, like, not necessarily rescue someone, but uh, get them in a hold and bring them to, to, to the side of the pool, or things like that. Um, backstroke, front stroke, you had to know all the strokes in that as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then where would you and your family go when you had to go off a base? We would go to Saskatoon a lot. Mm -hmm. um, for, I don't know, going to the shopping malls and sort of things like that. I don't remember exactly a lot of stuff that we did, but I do. I always remember my mom really liked Chinese food. So there was a Chinese restaurant in Saskatoon that we always went to when we went there. So that, I remember that was always a big treat for us because on the base there is really nowhere to go to eat. You no. Know, to stay at home, right? So it's not like here, like we can, you know, order food in now. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was, I remember that. It's always a big treat when we went to Saskatoon. Have you been back since it closed? You know, I haven't. Um, I saw the pictures on, on the um, Facebook page, mm -hmm. and it just made me cry. And, yeah. you know, so many memories there. And then I think the one that hit me the most was, seeing the gym with the roof all caved in, mm -hmm. and, you know, that was such a beautiful gymnasium, like, it was, like, it was gorgeous, and to see it in such disrepair, like, the whole base is such disrepair, you know, like, the church and that other, and the, you know, the barracks and such, it just, it's kind of sad to me, yeah. um, I've never been back, at the time that it closed, like, what did it close in, like, 86 or 87, mm-hmm, um, I was myself in the military and traveling around, so I didn't even realize that it had been closed for many years later. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't, I never really kept up on what happened to it. So, but I didn't think it was, like in my wildest dreams, I didn't think it was left to just, you know, decay. I thought mm -hmm. it would have done something with stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's surprising to me. Mm -hmm. um, when it closed, did they have a plan for it? Like, I felt like I saw at one point that they were going to turn it into something. I wish they would have. Yeah. yeah. Like, even if they could have just sold off the trailers and people could have summered there, you know? <laughs> like I know. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but, uh, yeah, I never thought that it would just close and just decay like that. Yeah. So one question I like to ask people is if there's a song, movie, or book that reminds them of Dana, or the time that they were in Dana, mm. <laughs> or a TV show. Uh, no, because you never watch, I don't feel like you ever watch TV. No? I feel like you're always outside doing something. Like, I don't, I wish my kids had sat in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. um, we were always on the go. The only thing that I really, I associate a lot with, um, Dana is curling. Because I learned to curl there. We curled all the time there. I remember that. And years and years later, um, friends of mine from Humboldt um, in their adult years used to tell me um, their wonderful experiences at the Dana Bonch Field. So I'm like, 
they must they must have hosted a bunch of curling bond deals for the neighboring people. And I know that everybody seems to to know Dana for curling. So that's what I sort of associate, but not a TV I don't really a TV show or a movie or anything like that that I can remember. Okay. So where did your family go after Dana? Like what happened? Um, my family moved my dad retired and mm-hmm. we moved to Humboldt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then I was in Humboldt till 84, mm-hmm. and then I joined the military, and then I was off on my adventure. Oh, okay. And where are you living now? I live in Calgary. Oh, it's Alberta. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here since 88, so I've been here a long time now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you could talk with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. It was a real pleasure. Okay, you have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.